North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Lowe Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, and I am currently at the moment sitting on a bed at an Airbnb in Thailand, in Chiang Mai, Thailand specifically, and I'm recording this intro, and um, it's a pretty cool moment, I must say, looking around and just really grateful for being able to travel and for technology of being able to reach all of you. It's just a really beautiful thing. I've only been on my trip for, I think, four or five days now, and already I have had the best Thai food of my life, and it was only $1.60, and I have, I've already hugged an elephant and pet an elephant. You can uh, see those photos over on my Instagram if you follow me. My uh, username is healthylo, healthy L-O, all one word. Um, and, and also you can follow me over on Snapchat, same name, healthy low. And I have been covering a lot of my trip and I might still be in Thailand by the time this airs. So you can follow some of my adventures over there. Been really, really fun and highly recommended. It. It's a great place for a super healthy food, really nice people with lots of smiles and it's actually quite affordable. I want to give some love over to my amazing show sponsor, Organifi. I have not forgotten about my Organifi while I've been on the road. I have a separate bag designated for my little mini travel size Organifi juice packets. And my uh, little travel buddy, my friend Rhonda, has come with me. And I've been giving her a pack every day and she's loving it. And so highly, highly recommend Organifi Green Juice. It's all organic. It's freeze-dried superfoods and high in antioxidants. It's anti-aging. That's the reason why we age. Hello, people. It's from, it's from free radicals and the different, you know, oxidative stressors that we're exposed to throughout our days, whether it's just, you know, the stress of something emotionally, or if it's something in our environment like smog or uh, pesticides or different residues we're exposed to. And there's just so much in our environment now, even in just the perfumes and the lotions and all these chemicals we're exposed to. And that really does take a toll on our antioxidant system. So anything we can do to help increase antioxidant function is going to help slow down that aging clock and just have us feel younger and feel a lot more energetic. So I love Organifi for that reason. I don't go a day without drinking it and I highly recommend it for pretty much everybody. So you can get your juice over at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And only for my listeners, you can get 20% off your juice by entering Dr. Lowe at checkout. So that's D-R-L-O. And again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N. IFI.com and that's Dr. Lowe at 
checkout. So let's get on to the show. My show tonight is all about food, food love, and just getting down and dirty in the kitchen more. I have been doing weekly cooking probably for the last at least six months now, and pretty much three to four nights a week I'm making dinner, and it has been life-changing. I love getting in the kitchen and um, had a really fun guest to share with you for tonight, so let's jump into the show. All right, welcome back to the show. We have Chef Allison Schaff on the podcast tonight, and she is the founder of the meal planning website, PrepDish.com. PrepDish helps people save time and enjoy healthy home-cooked meals, and they provide weekly prep-ahead meal plans. Allison also founded Austin-based personal chef company, Prep Dish Personal Chef, and she holds a bachelor's degree in culinary nutrition from Johnson & Wales University and a master's degree in nutrition communications from Tufts. Allison has been a featured guest on over 35 podcasts, including Entrepreneur on Fire, Smart Passive Income, and Food Blogger Pro. She re- resides in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is so cool. We can talk across the world like this with her husband, uh, Brooke, and her cat, uh, Lucius uh, Tiddlypus, is that how I say it? Yep. Okay, of <laughs> course, I love it. <laughs> well, um, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So where did the name Lucius Tiddlypus come from? So my husband is a fan of Roman historical fiction books. And in one of the books, uh, Julius Caesar was referencing, you know, like sort of like any John Doe. And instead he said any, you know, Lucius Tiddlypuss that comes around. And um, he was determined that was going to be the name of our cat. We kind of waited a few weeks after we got him to make sure it fit, but it fit and it stuck and he loves it. So Lucius has, has taken on the name and fully embraced it. Oh, yes. He's very regal. <laughs> so does he have any nicknames or do you do the whole Lucius Tiddlypuss each time? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he has lots of nicknames. And, you know, L- LT for short. You right. Know, here, so. Of course. Well, I love it. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I love, I've had some very strange names over the years for all my animals and it's just somehow it just always fits perfectly. <laughs> I know. It's funny how that works. <laughs> what brought you into this whole world of paleo nutrition, of studying nutrition throughout school? Did you have your own personal story or how did how'd you come to this world? Yeah, you know, it really started with cooking. Um, when I was in high school, I really enjoyed cooking. I uh, My home ec teacher happened to take notice of that and uh, set me up with a job working as a personal chef for a local small business. I'm from a small town in Kansas. And so I would go in in the summers and cook for a crew of like 10 guys. Um, but I, I just loved it. I really love um, being in the kitchen, the creativity, the, I don't know, it's just really one of my passions. Um, but, you know, I was also involved with sports and really active. And so, you know, when I was spending the time to make all this food, I just always felt strongly that it should also uh, be be healthy and, you know, make us feel better instead of worse, especially if, you know, you're going to take the time to prepare it. And um, so that's, you know, inspired me to go on and get a degree in culinary and, you know, nutrition. Uh, although I didn't, ne- I never imagined I would go back to actually doing <laughs> personal chef work when it was all done. But um, that's uh, really was what my big first career move on my own was starting that personal chef company, very similar to what I was doing in high school, you know, going into people's homes and preparing meals for them. So, Mm -hmm. so it is really, we're in a world right now, especially in American culture that 
we have to really work hard to eat well because there's so much around us, right? Like there's so much advertising we're exposed to. Life is busy. So we're out and about and we're, we have all these temptations that are always coming at us. And so having, having a plan and staying ahead of it is I think really important so that we keep our health in the midst of a world that is a very challenging place to do that. So I love that this is an area that you focus on is meal planning and in, in kind of just having that prepped so that it's easier throughout your day, right? So let's yes. talk about, and let's, let's jump into the world of meal planning. And that, this can seem really daunting, I think, especially if, if you know, some of my list, listeners, maybe you don't really see yourself as someone who cooks or you've been someone who, who tends to eat out and this is your habit, this is kind of your routine. Um, so how can we approach this kind of world of meal planning and being able to um, have a little bit more preparation throughout our week in, in our nutrition? Yeah, well, first, you, you sort of hit the nail on the head with, you know, making sure you have a plan. I always say waiting until, you know, five or six o'clock at night to try and decide what's for dinner. That's the worst time to be thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something that happens throughout the day, sort of a decision fatigue. And after you've made so many decisions, you kind of get tired of making decision after decision. And so, um, you know, if you can imagine, we've all been there at six o'clock, you're trying to pick out something healthy, but maybe it's easier to, you know, just go with what's convenient. Whereas if you have the forethought and you have it already planned out and you know, hey, this is what I'm going to have. This is in the fridge. It's a lot easier. You're kind of setting yourself up for um, success. So, you know, if you can really look at it like that, like how am I going to set myself up to make the right decisions? You know, you really make, you want to make it easy for yourself. Um, sort of like, you know, they say with running, set out your tennis shoes. So that way you'll, you know, trip over them first thing in the morning, and then you're kind of forced mm -hmm. to remember. Um, same thing with meals. You really want to figure out how can I sort of make the decision easy for myself. Um, right. And in, ter in terms of getting started, you know, I always tell people don't try and plan out seven breakfasts, seven lunch, and seven dinners the first time you're doing it. Like that's that's overkill. Um, you know, you start small. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if you start with just like, hey, this week I'm going to plan out a healthy breakfast for every day then that at least kind of gets you on the right path. Um, so it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. It's definitely, you know, even for me, like I, I try and plan it out, but there's days where it doesn't happen. So, yeah. you know, just trying to figure out that balance of, you know, starting small too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just start with something basic and have a little bit of preparation. And I, I love it. You say you start with breakfast. That's and we say it's the most important meal of the day. I don't know if that's always true, but I think having breakfast every day is really key. Um, and so having some preparation around that is, is great. And, and especially I, I resonate a lot with the, the five or six o'clock and then deciding what to eat. I mean, I'm a busy working girl. I know a lot of people listening are entrepreneurs or, you know, maybe you have a, you know, a nine to five and you come home and you're tired. You have that decision fatigue. Like you said, we have the most motivation and, uh, the most, uh, decision energy in the earlier part of the day. And so waiting until the end of the day to make a decision about what to eat, it's just, let's be real. It's not always going to come out with the, the best choice. So, mm -hmm. um, so how are ways that we can have our dinners kind of figured out that, that I feel like that's the, the one that really gets a lot of people. Yeah. The method that I use, so I can take a step back on the meal plan. So the way that I do it is 
spending an hour or two over the weekend prepping everything ahead of time. So the actual chopping and mixing and all of that is done ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the method I used back when, you know, with the personal chef company, that's the method we use where we go into clients' homes once a week and kind of set them up with all of their food for the week. Um, So, you know, that's the way the meal plans are set up as well, where it's, you know, what can I do on Sunday? And you'd be surprised at how much of, um, a meal process could actually, can actually be done in advance. So Mm -hmm. um, chopping vegetables, sweet potatoes, carrots, onions, all of those things can be chopped in advance. Um, You can mix up salad dressings, marinades, you know, really all of the pieces you can put together a salad and just keep the dressing on the side. Um, So all of that can be done ahead of time. And so then that way, when you do get home at five o'clock, you're not starting from scratch. You don't even have to pull out a cutting board. It's kind of in the fridge and there's no way your mind is not going to make that meal because you've already put in the effort for it. And, you know, it's really making it as simple as possible by the time you get to that, I'm exhausted and hungry point. (laughs) So you know, really planning it out. Um, that's kind of where I take it the step further is not only planning it out, but also kind of prepping out part of it in advance. Mm-hmm. And cooking in bulk, right? Yes. Like making a lot of extras you can have leftovers. Yep. Yep. So, and, you know, figuring out, are there ways, so, you know, maybe one week you're going to have a pesto and you put the pesto on the salmon, but you double up the pesto recipe and use half of it on, you know, chicken breasts a few days later. Um, or, you know, if you're going to have some cauliflower rice on Monday, then have that again on Wednesday. So that way, because once you're doing it once, it's not that much harder to just kind of double up and do it again. So the mm-hmm. more you can batch it. Um, and definitely, you know, I always recommend if there's something freezer friendly, like soup, um, double up on that, put half of it in the freezer, and then it's just um, waiting for when you are in a pinch and need, need something healthy. Right. Like something like sweet potatoes, you can make a bunch of them on Sunday and use them throughout the week in different recipes. I love having some sweet potatoes at breakfast time. You can, Mm -hmm. you know, use it as your starch for dinner. So being able to just use it in in a lot of different kinds of meals. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and one of my favorite ways to do breakfast is to do a frittata, just make a big old frittata, you know, maybe on, on a Sunday or Monday and use that throughout the rest of the week as, as breakfast. And it, it tastes great. And you can change it up how you do it. You could serve it with a breakfast salad. You could use some avocado on it. You can maybe add some salsa and make a little more Mexican one day. Um, and so kind of tweaking it and making it taste different. Cause let's be real. We'll get sick of the same thing every day. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so I love that. So tell me a little bit about, talk about prep dish. What is prep dish? What do you guys do over there? Um, yeah. So give us a little bit of rundown of what that is. So prep dish, um, it's weekly meal plans. So every Friday I send out um, a meal plan, a gluten-free version as well as a paleo version. There's three pieces to each plan. So the first piece is an organized grocery store. It's organized by um, department of the grocery store. So you can get in and out as fast as possible. Um, we also have Instacart links. So for people that have Instacart in their area, they can with one click, um, you know, link and have their groceries delivered to them, which is really nice. That's cool. Um, and then the second piece is that prep ahead piece. So that's really the key piece right there. And that is, you know, what can you do on Sunday in terms of chopping and mixing and, you know, maybe making a frittata or, you know, whatever it is. So it's very specific instructions on what you do on prep day to set yourself up for the week. And then the third piece is just the really, you know, quick and easy instructions on how to finish things off throughout the week once you've already done that prep day. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. I would love to jump into the life of Allison. What's like a, a day for you of how you might eat throughout your day? It's like a breakfast, lunch, dinner for you. Yeah. So, you know, 
it varies, but in the morning, I, I actually have a pretty big breakfast. Um, I always sit down with my husband and we have a nice meal of, um, so typically it would be U.S. wellness meat sausage. I like to have some protein for breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, and then some sort of either breakfast hash or if I have leftover roasted veggies, some sort of vegetable, and then maybe some fried eggs on the side. So a pretty hearty breakfast. Um, and then at lunch, uh, I like to do salads at lunches um, or um, leftovers, um, kind of depends. And then, you know, dinner, gosh, Lately, I've been doing more crockpot meals, um, but I do a lot of recipe testing, so sometimes I don't have as much choice in my meals because I'm trying to get um, recipe testing done, which is where I'm at right now. I'm testing some new recipes for 2017, so um, I already have plenty of food waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's great. And so, um, cool. Let's, let's jump into traveling. I do a lot yep. of traveling. I know you do a lot of traveling and I have a feeling a lot of my listeners do. So that is a very challenging um, scenario to stay healthy when you're on the road, when you're in airports. It's just, there's not a lot of healthy options. And yes, there's mm -hmm. ways to kind of tweak what you're eating and make it healthier on the road. So what are some cool, like maybe travel snacks or little, um, some, some strategies to keep it healthy on the road? Yeah, so a few things. One, I like to start my morning with lemon water. And so I've just started traveling with a few lemons in my bag because that really, I feel like if I start out that way, it's part of my routine. I feel like I've got a good start to the day. So I always throw in um, a few lemons. So I just have those and don't have to worry about going out of my hotel room to track those down. Mm -hmm. um, then in terms of, you know, sort of just travel foods, um, I like to, I always try and do at least some sort of vegetable and have that chopped so I can snack on it, whether it's um, jicama or cucumber or bell pepper, or, you know, cherry tomatoes, you don't even have to chop, you can just buy a pint of those. Um, and then for protein, I always like to keep on hand some Epic bars. Um, okay it's just really nice. Cause you just, you know, you never know if you're going to have to skip a meal in terms of flights being missed and all of that. And so I always like to have something that I can sort of turn into a makeshift meal if I have to, because, you know, when, when you're on flights, <laughs> you're pretty much it's, you know, out of your control when your next meal will be. Um, and then, you know, planning ahead and figuring out, uh, you know, can you rent an Airbnb? If I can get an Airbnb, then it's easier because you can rent the store or, you know, if you have a fridge in your hotel, you can um, stock up your fridge and have your breakfast. So, you know, if I'm traveling and I know I can have a homemade breakfast, it just makes it so much easier than having to track down, um, you know, so I'm gluten-free. And so sometimes depending on the location, um, it's just easier to eat breakfast at home than try and track down a restaurant that knows how to handle gluten-free. <laughs> mm -hmm. Most of them do anymore, but um, it's just kind of less stressful if I can do that on, on my own. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, little. I totally agree with all of those. I love the idea. Of, I love the idea of having lemons with you. I might have to start doing that one. That's great. And then having little snacks and things. And and there are snacks you can bring with you that don't need to be refrigerated, like having mm -hmm. some apples or maybe bringing in maybe bring an avocado that is underripe and gives you know you can give it some time for it to ripen up. That those are great yes. things to do while traveling. Yep, I did. I just got home from the other day and I did an avocado and the tuna pouches because they can just open up and. Um, my husband kind of rolls his eyes at me, but <laughs> the, the avocado mixed with the tuna pouch and I dipped some little, the Mary's, Mary's gone, those crackers, Mary's oh, crackers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, those are little nut, nut butter pouches too. Those are great. Yep. 
those were great. And then the other thing I've started doing for flights is bringing my own tea bags because they always have hot water. And uh -huh. so then that way, if I want to have something, you know, to drink, like, you know, I'll bring a few of my favorite tea bags and then I can ask for hot water um, and feel like I'm having, I don't know, something a little more special than just water. So. Yeah, for sure. One other thing I do when I travel is I bring protein powders with me. So I'll bring like a Ziploc bag with, um, you know, like a, our MediClear powder or one of the paleo cleanse powders we have at, at the clinic. It's just a protein powder that has tons of nutrients in it. So I love doing that and mix in a scoop or, or, or two with a, you know, glass of water. I'll bring one of those little blender bottles and mm -hmm. add in that. I love adding in my Organifi. They have a little um, travel pouches, put that all in there and just mix it up. And it's that, that can be your breakfast. And it's a really great way if you don't have, especially um, breakfast at, at hotels, if you're staying at something like a, like a Hilton or something where they have maybe a continental breakfast they provide, but let's be real, those breakfasts really are crap. So, yeah, um, you know, so having an option for breakfast, that kind of sets you on a good foot to where you make better decisions throughout your day. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. And, and also one thing I also do is I carry a little um, travel size of, of MCT oil. So I got this from Bulletproof. It's a little, little one. I keep it in my purse because the, the one area where we get off track when we're traveling is the kind of fats that we have. So mm -hmm. whether it's in salad dressing, sometimes I'll just use that for a salad dressing. I'll just drizzle some of that, maybe squeeze some of the lemon that you're going to have with you. Or if you're at a restaurant, they may, you know, you can ask for little lemon wedges and squeeze that on there, add some salt and pepper, and then you have your own little salad dressing and you're not eating all the crap that they have. Because most salad dressings you're getting from, from restaurants, even if you get like a balsamic vinaigrette, it's going to be something like soybean oil or canola oil. And, and that's where, you know, you're bringing in some of the GMO kind of things in your diet. I mean, most soy and most canola in our country is genetically modified. So that's where you can have something as healthy as a salad, but, but it can kind of ruin a lot of the health benefits of it by adding all these crappy fats. So bringing in your own fat is, is a great way to do that. And also if you are someone who likes uh, sweet kind of taste, you can bring in like a li little liquid stevia dropper and use that maybe in you know coffee or um, ways to kind of sweeten stuff up. So you're not having to reach for some of the sugars. That's a great idea. Yeah. You learn over the years <laughs> being, being on a plane. I'm sure you, and actually you said you, you get us wellness meets. Do they deliver out to Puerto Rico? They do. Nice. I know it's been such a treat. So, um, yeah, I put that order in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> always have our freezer stocked yeah. and that makes it easier in terms of, I always know I, there's some protein waiting for me in the freezer. So that's right. Cool. Love it. So yes, yeah, so if you guys listening, haven't heard of us wellness meats, it's a, it's a uh, website that delivers healthy meats right to your door. So if maybe you don't live near a whole foods or near a health food store, there isn't any excuse because you can just get it online and have it come right to your door and it's nice and fresh. And so we can always have good, healthy meats. And I always say that if you are comparing eating organic fruits and vegetables to eating organic meats, the organic meats is a lot more important because those animals are eating all these pesticides over and over and over again, if you're eating conventional meat, and that is just going to have so much more negative health effects than having fruits or veggies that have pesticides on it. And I will say, if you can afford to have all organic, great. But if you're going to really prioritize your dollar, it's having the healthy proteins is, is even more important. So, um, so important stuff. So cool. Well, let's talk. And even about better on that. I just want to point out too, there's sausages and like chorizo. Cause it's really mm -hmm. hard to find sausages and chorizos without added sugars and right. US wellness meats have some really good clean labels. Right. So. And even gluten-free too. It's sometimes yes. there's little hidden sprinkles of gluten in some of these different um, foods as well. Yep. Yeah. And you can also get really brave and try their liver or their, um, 
What, what are some? Oh of the yeah, we do the Braunschweig, Braunschweig, yeah. and Liverwurst. My husband loves all those, and oh I've, I've learned to really like them. So we do that. <laughs> and do they have organ meats too? I think they do. I've ordered those. Well, I know that's I, liver you just said, but I don't know if they had other organs. I think they, no, I think they do. And oh my God. around with a few of those things. Yeah. The yeah, Braunschweiger and liverwurst is like the easiest because you can just kind of slice it and fry it up. And um, Yeah, for sure. So I love that. Um, let's talk about in the kitchen. So I have been, I've actually become a very regular cook in my kitchen, which has been really, really fun. And, um, and, and it's so worth having good quality equipment. It makes it so much easier having good tools to cook with. So what are some of your must haves in the kitchen? So number one is a good quality knife and cutting board. Uh, you know, if you're going to be eating healthier, Sometimes you can find pre-chopped vegetables, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to do some chopping. So um, a small little paring knife just doesn't, um, isn't going to work. So a good quality chef's knife or, you know, even like the Santuco, which is kind of like the thicker blade. Um, but I like uh, Wusthof, but, you know, a lot of the nicer brands work. But, you know, for a good quality knife, you're probably going to have to spend about 100 bucks, which really for what you're getting is, is totally worth it. But number one, you need to have that good quality knife um, and, and a good solid cutting board to go with it. Sometimes I'll go into people's homes. I used to give, you know, cooking instructions in people's homes. And that was the biggest thing that I saw was people trying to cut with the, with the wrong kind of knife. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, having some people have the glass cutting boards, but those really should just be for decoration. Mm -hmm. um, those shouldn't be used for chopping. So some sort of wooden, I mean, even plastic is, you know, the plastic ones are okay too, but definitely no glass cutting boards allowed. <laughs> those, mm -hmm. those don't work. Um, so cutting board and knife, number one thing to have. Um, and then the number two thing is, and this is an investment piece, but I say either a good quality blender or food processor. Um, you know, ideally you could have both, but really, even if you just have one or the other, you can usually use them for the, you know, there's a lot of crossover in their purposes, um, but investing in a good quality blender or food processor is, is well worth it. Um, there's just a lot of, um, a lot of dishes that require that and um, you'll be glad that you invested. Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular brands you like? I have a Vitamix for my blender. I have a Vitamix. Um, Blendtec is also really good. When I was doing the personal chef business, I always made sure clients either had a Blendtec or a Vitamix. <laughs> Those were the two acceptable <laughs> brands. Right. I found they both they both worked. Um, and food food processor Cuisinart's um, usually Cuisinart KitchenAid. They both make good food processors. And I've had the same Vitamix for over ten years, so it's really not expensive if you look at the longevity of it. Yeah, I bought a refurbished model about 10 years ago, and it's still going strong. Right. So, yeah. yeah they, um, then the other must-have is, you know, if you're going to do prep ahead, is to having, having some nice glass containers. Um, so Container Store has some really nice ones that are glass with the BPA-free lids, and they snap off and on. Uh, they seal in um, better, so it, like, keeps food fresher. Um, and also it doesn't have, you know, a lot of the plastic containers contain BPA, which you want to avoid. Um, but also just in terms of freshness, it's a lot, you know, food looks more appetizing coming out of a glass container and it's going to stay fresher longer and um, transfers to the freezer really nicely. So if you make something and then 
you know, like soup and you don't finish it off, you can just shift it into the freezer. Um, I also like to have labels on my containers and container store also has some nice reusable labels um, where you can use a Sharpie and then wipe it off. And um, those come in really handy for, you know, putting dates and labeling what's in there, especially when you're putting things in the freezer because it's hard to keep tabs on that mentally. So mm-hmm. to have it labeled. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What about pans? Do you have any particular pans that you like to cook with? <laughs> yeah. Um, I go back and forth on what was the one I'm trying to think of the brand of the ones, the one we got this year that I really like. We bought it at Williams Sonoma. I actually think I bought, um, Williams Sonoma brand. I can't remember. We bought a stainless steel plant. So I love cooking with, um, using like a cast iron skillet, but here in Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, we have a, um, an electric stove and we didn't bring our cast iron. So, um, I bought a stainless steel, um, pan from, uh, Williams Sonoma and that's worked really well. It actually took a little bit of getting used to, um, it's not, you know, it's not the same as using a nonstick, but of course it's, um, <laughs> it's going to be, you know, healthier for you. And, um, so I've really figured out, I've mastered how to use the stainless steel pl- uh, pan now. And that's, that's sort of my go-to. I try and avoid the, the nonstick if I can. So how do you navigate that using stainless steel and not having a huge mess that takes an hour to clean the pan? <laughs> So the biggest thing is after I'm done cooking with it, we have a hot water um, like teapot and I fill it up with hot water and let that set for 15, 20 minutes, like with the lid on it. Mm -hmm. And then it wipes clean Ah, magically. There's no like scrubbing involved. So that's the key. Once you do that, it's easy to take care of and it comes clean almost just as well as a nonstick pan. I think you might've just changed my life. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Try that and tell me how it goes. (laughs) Nothing worse than scrubbing a stainless steel thing, especially for making eggs, you know, those just do not like to come off. So I love that. The the steel water. And we use it, we use it for eggs. The only thing it's not, pancakes are still, I'll do pancakes in the stainless steel, but the, um, you know, a a griddle's really going to be best for pancakes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's the only thing. Any other things in the kitchen that you, some tools that you use a lot or things you couldn't live without? (laughs) The other one that I use a lot, that's a really easy one to buy if, um, you don't have it already is a microplane. I love using citrus zest and, um, you know, grated ginger and things like that to help kind of brighten up a dish. And that's, you know, a nice microplane or grater is, you know, 10 to 15 bucks. Mm -hmm. So that's one that I would recommend having on hand. My, one of my favorite tools is a garlic press. I cannot stand having my hands smell like garlic for hours. (laughs) Yeah, I, I do it the old fashioned way, but I can see why you would do that because it is that smell lingers. (laughs) What about a uh, mandolin? Do you use one of those? I do. Um, I use it. I, I'm trying to think what I use it the most. Well, I used to use it for, um, like veggie noodles, but you know, now the spiralizer works much better. So I do like having the spiralizer. I use a mandolin a lot for like lasagna noodles. Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, I don't use it as much. I'm more just a knife and cutting board. So a spiralizer has replaced your mandolin use pretty much. For the most part, except for yeah. the lasagna noodles. So, and so, yeah. so what, do you use it mainly for lasagna noodles? Or sorry, the um, like zucchini? Are you using like zucchini pasta for the spiralizer? Or are there other yep. things you're making with zucchini, that? Zucchini, really mainly just um, zucchini and uh, sweet potato. I like to do sweet potato noodles. Ah. And 
that's really it. I mean, I've played around a little with other stuff, but I don't, I don't go too crazy with the spiralizer. The problem is, and it's one of those, it's kind of on the border, but when I'm creating the meal plans, I try not to require any fancy equipment. So I do have an Instant Pot and I, I like using it, but I don't want to write recipes that require it because I know a lot of my subscribers don't have one and I don't right. want to make recipes that are hard for them. And so same thing with the spiralizer. I do some of the noodles, but I make sure there's some sort of substitution options. They don't have to have the spiralizer for my recipe. Yeah. Make it too hard for them. One tool that is so great to use in the kitchen is the freezer. And it it maybe isn't something we think about oftentimes is making foods ahead of time and then freezing them. So um, any tips with that? What are the kinds of things that we can use in the freezer? Yeah. um, So with the freezer, there's so much that can be frozen. Um, Every time I go on, I actually, that's kind of like the number one travel tip is before you leave, stick stuff in the freezer. Because I feel like the few days when I get home from a trip, I kind of, you know, there's enough settling going on that it's kind of nice to have food I can just pull out of the freezer. Right. Uh, So, you know, any, any soups and casseroles or lasagnas, anything like that always freezes well. Um, a lot of breakfast items do. So, you know, frittatas and baked goods. Um, I like to freeze um, mashed sweet potato. Um, that works really well. And even mashed cauliflower I've frozen. Um, roasted veggies, I, I'll freeze and I'll eat them. The texture sometimes, you know, it's not quite the same, but I don't mind it. Um, and you know, for proteins, just having the U.S. wellness meats in there is, is pretty nice. Yeah. Cook them yet. So I always keep it well stocked with protein options and, um, and sometimes for trips, just having something in your pantry when you get home. So having like an acorn squash that I can stick in the oven, cause that'll stay good for a few weeks. So I can buy that ahead of time. I just try and avoid like immediately having to run to the grocery store when I get home. Right. No, I love that. It's, it's great. It's having, having food ready for when you get back because it does take some time to get back into your normal routine and, and getting back into, you know, having your foods ready for you. So having some ready in the freezer is that's, that's really smart. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. And do you have any particular favorite paleo foods or recipes? Uh, you know, um, I really like spaghetti squash with marinara, like a, some sort of ground so beef and marinara. It's so simple. I like to do mine with sliced mushrooms and usually some sort of green cut up in there. But that one is just one of those, you know, one of those meals that comes together quickly and we always enjoy it and I, I don't really get tired of it. So that's And you can a, make it in so many different ways too. You could do pesto, yeah. you could do marinara, you could do more of like a, um, you know, creamier kind of sauce. I, I love that. If you guys haven't tried spaghetti squash, you're majorly missing out. And it's such a great alternative to something like spaghetti because it's lower in carbs and it doesn't have the inflammatory effects on the body. So, so good. Yeah, that's really one of my favorites. And then I like doing um, meats in the crock pot. Like, a, mm. it's so funny. I grew up eating roast and I used to hate when my mom would always make roasts. And now, <laughs> now I find myself making them. And especially if we have company or something, so it's just easier if there's a crowd to just have, you know, a big roast that everyone can share. But. Oh yeah. And you come home from work and it just smells so good in the house. Yeah. I love, I, I always forget too. For some reason, whenever I do a crock pot, I forget that I do it. And I come home and I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, so good. It's yeah. <laughs> the best surprise. That is nice. So, and then, you know, really I like breakfast hashes, you know, cut up, um, 
sort of some, I don't know, any sort of vegetable, sweet potato, parsnip, carrots, um, you name it. I'll cut it up and maybe add some either sausage or bacon and onion and garlic. And I don't know, there's something about that with, you know, a soft cooked egg on top that yeah. I just really enjoy in the morning. It's very nurturing, a comfort food, but still healthy. Yeah. 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 Love it. Well, I would love to, I know that you have um, created a, um, a special deal for our listeners over at Prep Dish. So for you guys listening, we have a special deal. You can get a couple weeks as a free trial to try out Prep Dish. So I think, I think we said it's prepdish.com slash Dr. Low, right? And yep. you enter Dr. Low at checkout, just D-R-L-O at checkout, and you can get a couple weeks free of, of meal planning for you. Yep. It's a two week free trial. And I always say the best way to see if it's a fit is try it out and see if it works for you. Yeah. And also too, I mean, I, I will say like what I feel like the worst part about cooking for myself is figuring out what the heck to make, going through all the different cookbooks and planning all of it. And it's like, that's the part that takes the most time. Cause I, I mean, I love cooking, but it's all the other stuff that's a pain in the butt. So it's really nice just to have it all taken care of. It's handled. You just basically follow the list. You go to the grocery store, buy whatever you say. I don't have to, to do all that figuring out work. Yep. Yeah. Super easy. Cool. Well, um, so great to have you on the show, Allison. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. And I know that this is a, a service that is really, really helpful for people. Did you have any parting words, anything else before I let you let you go? No, I appreciate uh, you having me on and it was nice chatting. Yeah, for sure. Give Lucius some love and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. <laughs> I will. He's right here listening to every word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That is our show for tonight. Thank you so, so much for tuning into the show and for the continued support. Thank you so much for those of you who have left reviews over on iTunes. It means the world to me. And if you've been listening to the show and loving it, please leave me a review and let people know what you think about the show. It means so much and helps more and more people hear about the show. I would so appreciate it. And just giving you guys some love from Thailand. Love you all so, so much. Have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. 
North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good. And get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.